year, Mr. Trump fell off. Now, let me say, I voted last year for the first time in my life, and I voted for Mr. Trump. Because I wanted to see, if given another four years, what he could do with the accomplishments he was having in the Middle East. The unprecedented accomplishments he was having in the Middle East. Because I, I felt that that was going to change the landscape of the world geopolitically and geoeconomically for the US. The allyship that we would have been able to form would have given us leverage potentially against China and Russia. What, what it would have done having eyes over there, protecting us from terrorist actions. I mean, the, the possibilities were, were very exciting. And so I wanted to give him another four years for that alone, but also the economy under Trump. Now, granted, I didn't agree with a lot of the spending. I didn't agree with his views on the second amendment. There's some things he kind of slipped over, but the economy was ridiculous. And incidentally, no incumbent president with a strong economy has ever lost, ever, <laughs> until last year, which is very interesting, but I can talk about that at another time. So I voted for him because I felt it was the best for me and my family. Because I vote for policies. My responsibility is me and my family. So, I, and I take that responsibility very strongly. So that's how I look at any of these, any of the leadership. It's what are their policies that they're advocating for? And are those policies gonna benefit me and my family? And then of course my community. And looking at what Mr. Biden was bringing to the table, it was a no brainer, <laughs> right? Like it was a, just a very easy decision because I believe that most of the people that voted for Mr. Biden were really voting against Mr. Trump because they were conditioned to hate him by liberal media because that's how powerful they are. Malcolm X knew it in the sixties and their power has just gotten bigger because Mr. Biden didn't campaign and I wonder how many people actually went to his website because he did have a website <laughs> that told you what he was going to do. And so, I, and, and so I wonder if anybody even researched that because everything that's happening right now in these last, in these last 11 months, anybody with a brain could have told you that this is what was gonna happen if you just paid attention and looked at the policies he was advocating for. So. That's a, once again, that's, that's another segment. Back to Mr. Trump. Last year he fell off. Last year he fell off. I don't know why. It happened around end of January, early February, somewhere in there. Because he came out the gate representing the people the way that, the way that people would, would expect. Why people rallied to him in the first place because he, he became a voice for people who felt like they didn't have a voice, who weren't getting the leadership that they deserved. Because a leader is a servant of the people. A leader doesn't serve themselves. 
Understand that a true leader serves the people. They are the voice of the people. What do the people need? What do the people want? Period. That's what a leadership does. That's what a leader does. And last year, early last year, you know, when the, when the virus stuff started to hit, things coming out of China, what did he do? He cut off travel from China. Very decisive move. Awesome. That makes complete sense. They vilified him for it because whatever he did, they tried to use against him. That's just objectively true. If you can't, if you can't look at that and, and see that, that that's just objectively true, then once again, you didn't want a leader. Right? If you really believe all the stuff the liberal media was saying that turned out to be false and all the, the misdirection and misinformation, and all that kind of stuff, they were playing you. But back to topic. He came out the gate. He was on it. They started talking about hydroxychloroquine, HCQ. Vilify him for that. Then he came out with a study saying that HCQ is toxic. So let's step back and, and just talk about that just for a quick second. You're looking at a drug that has been around and approved for six decades, used for arthritis and used for, for lupus. My sister has lupus. She's been on and off of it for years. And all of a sudden it's toxic. And when you look at the study, they gave it in toxic doses as if 60 years they didn't figure out what the dose should be. That doesn't make any sense. This is a generic drug, so it's cheap and can be manufactured in multiple places. It's generic, and we know how safe it is because we have a track record of six decades. And if taken early with zinc, being an ionophore, it works beautifully. Also, if you're really trying to save as many lives as possible, you would throw the kitchen sink at it. So how is HCQ all of a sudden toxic? So none of that stuff made any sense. So he came out talking about HCQ, beautiful. And then all of a sudden, somewhere in there, there was a pivot. And now we're looking at Project Warp Speed. Understand, without Project Warp Speed, there'd be no vaccine. Without a vaccine, there'd be no vaccine mandate. And in order for him to push Project Warp Speed, he had to get in bed with Big Pharma. Just go research how many times Pfizer's been fined. <laughs> we know Big Pharma, they deal in basically in, in flesh. It's profit over lives. They've proven it time and time again. And he got in bed with them in order to do Project Warp Speed which is going to take a process that would take a decade and try to squeeze it into less, less than a year. That didn't instill me with any kind of confidence whatsoever. At all. Throughout the whole process. I was never going to take it. I don't want a process that takes 10 years. And the reason why it takes that 10 years is because it's the clinically responsible thing to do. They do it for safety. They can come up with vaccines day in and day out. The rest of the research is just to make sure that it's safe before you try to inoculate millions and millions of people, which is the responsible thing to do. I don't want any process that's going to take that, that 10 year and make it less than a year. That makes absolutely no sense. Like, no, not at all. Not unless the, the consequences far outweigh what may, happen, what may happen if you remove those safety protocols. And I'm talking about like, like a fatality rate that's like, Ebola, but this was not. 
even early on, what we saw coming out of, out of Italy, we knew that it wasn't Ebola. So, no. Project Warp Speed was, to me, I, was ill-advised, and that was not representing the people. And so he fell off, which a leader can. And it's our responsibility to tell them when they fall off. So understand, I'm just doing, I'm just, I'm just holding myself to the responsibility that is placed in my hands to hold my leaders accountable. When they do something right, you say, hey, great job. When they're doing something that's not representing the people, you say, hey, wait a minute, you gotta get back on track, what are you doing? And that's all this segment is for. Because you gotta be able to call the game fair. If you are unwilling to call out a leader when they do something wrong, or when they're not representing the people, then I say you don't want a leader, what you want is a God, and I don't worship any man. Okay, back on topic. So we have Project Warp Speed. It advised, no. You're already talking about hydroxychloroquine, and then there are other treatments as well. Why'd you stop talking about that? What happened? Say, I don't know, but somewhere in there you fell off. Because you wouldn't have brought it up if you weren't advised um, at it, you know, to its uh, benefits and its efficacy. And we didn't even explore that. It just was cut off to the point where they were making it like, like illegal in some places. <laughs> and then they gave power to the pharmacists to, to basically do patient care because the doctor would, would prescribe it and the pharmacist would block it. Like, I didn't know pharmacists did patient care. I thought it was the doctor. So we completely flipped our whole system on its head. And that was under his watch. That was under his leadership. You gotta call him on that. Then you have all these what's essential businesses and what's not. And that happened under his watch too. Well, the government is telling you which businesses you can go to and shutting down the businesses that they're like, nope, that's not essential. And that caused, that caused the largest wealth transfer I've ever seen in my lifetime. That happened under his watch. You gotta call him on it because he could have stopped that lockdowns were unconstitutional. His job is to uphold the constitution. He did not, you gotta call him on it, okay? Lockdowns were, once again, ill-advised and they, they caused more harm than good. But even then, before we knew that, anybody could tell you, you don't stop the economy, you don't quarantine healthy people, that's nonsense. We know that it disproportionately affects the elderly, the immunocompromised, and the already diseased. You don't lock people down. You ask the American people what it, what it is that they want, because you lead, you lead them, but as a servant of them. So you ask the American people. We weren't asked anything. We were told to stay in our homes, as if we're criminals, as if we've done something wrong. So that happened, happened under his watch. And then big tech censorship. How do you have big tech censoring a, a sitting president as if he's not the most powerful person on the planet? How does that even make any sense? Of course he should have gone after big tech. Of course he should have. Once again, to uphold the constitution, they're assaulting our first amendment rights. He should have gone after them. That happened un under his watch. He knew what they were doing, just like he, he called out liberal media as fake news. He went after them and exposed them for who they are. Why didn't he go after big tech with that same gumption? Am I expected to believe he didn't have the stones? 
Nah. Nah, if nothing else, you know Mr. Trump has stones. So he fell off. I don't know why, though. I don't know why he fell off. But he fell off. He should have squeezed big tech. He should have taken away 213. Because they're publishers. They, they don't fall underneath that. They don't get that protection. He should have taken that crap away from them, called them out as publishers, and then going after them the way that he should. Call them on their crap. You're not gonna benefit from this country and then try to turn around and destroy it. You're not gonna do that. You're not gonna benefit from us and grow big and, and be prosperous in these billion dollar you know, corporations and then turn around and then piss on the very country the very ground that you grew from, we're not gonna let that happen. He should have gotten that fight. Maybe nothing came of it, but he should have gotten to that fight because he would have been serving the people. Because our First Amendment rights sets us apart from every other country and every other civilization since the dawn of man. That First Amendment right is it's huge. <laughs> it is huge. And you're not gonna find that in any other place. So he should have stepped up to the plate and he was supposed to be our shield in that regard. That's his, that's his position. And then we look at the riots. Now, as soon as the governors were not going, as soon as they showed that they weren't going to protect the people, they weren't going to do their job, he should have immediately stepped in and done it. You give him a warning, you give him a warning shot like, hey, you do your job or else I'm going to step in and do it. There's no reason that why we should have had Chaz Chop. These were domestic terrorists who took over American soil. They literally took over American soil. That's never happened in my lifetime. I don't think it's ever happened in the history of America. That somebody just took over foreign soil and said, this is ours. And the governor did nothing. Local leadership did nothing. They abandoned those people that they were supposed to protect that were in that Chaz chop. They abandoned those people. As soon as that happened, he should have made a call like, hey, um, you, you need to handle business. You got 48 hours. Click. And in 48 hours, he puts boots on the ground. Same thing with the riots. The riots were ridiculous. Over multiple states, over multiple months, causing hundreds of millions of dollars of, of, of damage, death, injury, psychological damage, all of these things. It should, same thing, A, get this under control. Click, you got 48 hours. And then you put boots on the ground, I'm stopping all this. I don't care what I get called. I don't care if they call them stormtroopers and all that. I'm, I am a servant of the people. You're hurting the people. He, yes, he did step in when they were, you know, of course, trying to damage federal buildings. So, that took, it took him a while to even do that. Why? That makes no sense. As soon as the governors and local leadership was showing that they weren't going to protect the people, he should have just stepped in because that's, that's his job. That's his job. Federal government is supposed to make sure that the governors are holding to the Constitution. They weren't. They let people just run amok. Right? So we're looking at HCQ. Stop support for that just went away. We had Project Warp Speed, which basically, it's like he formed a sword that was supposed to set in place to protect us, and then his enemies came in, took the sword, and they're using it to chop down liberty. They're using it to slice this country in half and divide us. That was, under, that was on his watch. 
right? The vaccine was under him. So you got to call him on it. Then we have the essential businesses that was under him, the lockdowns under him, the riots under him, Chaz Chop, it was under his watch. So last year he fell off. And then I see him, he's still talking about this vaccine. After all of this data that we see, he's still talking about the vaccine. Why are you still talking about the vaccine? Why have you not pivoted yet? You're still pushing this vaccine and talking about how great it was that you brought it to the table. What you brought was a weapon that your enemies are using against the people that you were giving a voice to. And you're still talking like you're not acknowledging that, which means that you're not a voice of the people right now. Now, that's not to say because, like I said, human beings are imperfect. It's not to say that a leader can't make a mistake. I'm not saying that at all. Because I still would not take Biden over Trump. Biden, Biden is, is just a horrible, he's just, he's so horrible, it's ridiculous. He is so horrible. He's just out for himself, him and his whole family. They seem to just be out for themselves and they don't care who they have to sail down the river in order to hold on to power and money. That's him. And his VP has proven herself to be no better whatsoever. So, I mean, that's, that's like a combination that's just absolutely insane to me, right? But we have to be able to call our leaders out. It's our responsibility to, and that's what this segment is for, is to call him out. I, I hope that he gets back on track and becomes a voice once again of the people, all the way around. But he needs to stop talking about this vaccine like it's the best thing ever. Even if you thought that you were doing the right thing, I understand that. But now it's time for you to acknowledge that, you know what, if I had to do it all over again, I may have taken some different steps now that I see how they're using this against the people in the country that I love. That's what I wanna hear him say. Not that I, 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 I did anything wrong within the, within the moment. I did the best that I could, but I'm a human being. I wanna see him acknowledge that. That's what I wanna see. I wanna see leadership. And I'd love to know, I would love to know why he fell off comparing him to him. They went after this dude, like I've never seen anything else in my life for four years straight. So it's hard for me to believe that he all of a sudden just, just changed because of that, because they kept coming after him like, nah, there's something, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but he fell off. And I'm hoping that he gets back on track. But if not, then I'm gonna look for leadership elsewhere. If he's not gonna give me leadership, then I'm gonna look for it elsewhere because that's our responsibility. That's what all of us should be doing. We need representatives of the people, not representatives of themselves and representatives of the state. Because the people are the country, not the state, the people. We are America. I don't know why he fell off. I don't know.